What if I told you that God could be seen in the most ordinary things every day? That if we just took a break from the busyness of our lives to just stop and look around, to consider the things that we encounter all the time and overlook, the lessons that we would learn from our children and in our homes, our families, what if I told you that everyday ordinary events could teach us extraordinary eternal truths? Would you believe me? Welcome back to all of our listeners. I'm BJ Seip, and you're listening to the Set Your Mind Above podcast, where everyday ordinary events teach us extraordinary eternal truths. I'm so glad that you've tuned in today. And I'm excited to share my life and my faith with you, and I sure hope that you'll do the same with me along the way. To begin with, I need to apologize for the lateness with which this podcast is being uploaded today. Our day was not at all what we had anticipated it to be. Our daughter had an endocrinology appointment in Lexington this week that I was certain was on Thursday. However, this morning around 11 a.m., I received a notification on my phone that Ava's appointment was today. I immediately called my wife and she checked the paperwork and sure enough, it was today at 3 p.m. So in a mad scramble, Kylie and I rearranged our day so that she could take Ava up for her appointment in labs and I could watch Dane for her. Needless to say, I am out late tonight working while Kylie gets the kids down so I can catch up on a few things including the podcast. That being said, I've got to tell you a story about what I was up to before I had to jet and go watch our son. One of our members, Jonathan Lieber, has been very sick with COVID. In fact, everyone in his family got sick except for his wife, Christy, but Jonathan got it the worst out of all of them. While he's not contagious anymore, he is still very fatigued and regaining his strength. The timing could not be worse, however, as he and his family close on their current home in the next few weeks and move into their new home that they've been building. The past three weeks and the next three weeks, Jonathan had planned out very accordingly to get everything done in time, but COVID threw a huge chink in that. Needless to say, all hands are on deck from different men here at church to get them in on time. So today I found myself building kitchen and bathroom cabinets with Randy Ratliff and Jonathan, which I will probably be installing and finishing up tomorrow. But there are a lot of things still to do. Finish the trim, floor work, getting toilets and sinks and appliances in, etc. But we're going to get it all done. Now, I am no professional cabinet maker. And I have never done finishing work, so all this morning I was needing to be taught how to assemble the cabinets. While I made a few mistakes along the way, Jonathan was very patient with me. Randy, on the other hand, gave me a very well-deserved hard time for some of my dumber mistakes. In fact, today's podcast comes from Randy, and it has to do with this. So before you fit the different pieces of a cabinet together in the grooves that they slide into and drive staples into them with a compressor, you're supposed to put a thin layer of wood glue down in those grooves to help hold them together. Well, apparently, I don't do a thin layer very well, which is not a surprise. If I'm putting butter or cream cheese or peanut butter on anything, there's no such thing as a thin layer. In my book, more is always better. I want it oozing out of the side of my sandwich. And that's great with sandwiches, but 
not so great with cabinets. I put the glue down and went to notch one side of the cabinet into the frame when suddenly glue came squirting out everywhere. I had not laid down a thin layer, but a small river of wood glue that now had made an incredible mess. As Randy and I cleaned it up, our hands now cracked and sticky from all the glue, he looked at me and said, I guess too much of a good thing really isn't a good thing, is it? How true that is, Randy. To quote a classic line from a classic movie, Jumanji, well, a little rain never hurt anybody. Yeah, but a lot could kill you. While Randy was poking fun at me for being a little bit too liberal with the wood glue, he brought out a very important point for us to remember in our spiritual walk pertaining to self-control. In Proverbs chapter 25 and in verse 28, it says, A man without self-control is like a city broken into and left without walls. Self-control is perhaps one of the hardest things for us to learn to master in our lives. When we act without self-control in our passions and our desires, it's as though we have no walls, no defense against Satan, and we invite him to walk right in and disrupt our lives. However, many times when we think of self-control, we think only of abstaining from bad things. We think about having control over our bodies and minds by abstaining from lusting after another man or woman. We think about having control over our mouths by not gossiping, cursing, or tearing others down. However, self-control is not merely limited to staying away from that which is wrong. In many instances, self-control is about learning to limit even the good things in our lives. Scripture gives many different warnings about how too much of a good thing actually becomes a bad thing in our lives. Consider the following examples. Obviously, food is a good thing created for us from the beginning, and we are to give God thanks and enjoy our food and drink. In Psalm 145 and verse 15, it says, The eyes of all look to you, and you give them their food at the proper time. However, too much of a good thing is not a good thing. In Scripture, gluttony is condemned. And in fact, it's equated with the drunkard, who likewise has no control over his consumption. In Proverbs 23, verses 20 through 21, we read, Be not among drunkards or among gluttonous eaters of meat. For the drunkard and the glutton will come to poverty, and slumber will clothe them with rags. On that note, let's talk about what Scripture clearly teaches about overconsumption of alcohol. While there are certainly beneficial attributes behind the use of alcohol in moderation, such as for medicinal use when Paul told Timothy, no longer drink water, but use a little wine for the sake of your stomach and your frequent ailments, see 1 Timothy 5.23, there are countless warnings about the abuse of alcohol and drunkenness. In Galatians 5, verses 19 through 21, it speaks of the works of the flesh that condemn us, which includes drunkenness. It reads, Now the works of the flesh are evident, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like this. I warn you, as I've warned you before, that those who do such things 
will not inherit the kingdom of God. Rest is another good thing. In fact, a Sabbath rest was even commanded by God to be observed by his people under the Old Covenant. However, too much of a good thing becomes a destructive thing that the Bible refers to as slothfulness or laziness. Consider Proverbs 6, 9-12. How long will you lie there, O sluggard? When will you arise from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and poverty will come upon you like a robber, and want like an armed man. Perhaps too much of a good thing really is a bad thing. But the solution is self-control. Just because you can does not mean that you should. As Paul instructed the Corinthians who claimed that all things were lawful, not all things were helpful, nor should you be mastered by anything. See 1 Corinthians 6 verse 12. Enjoy the good things that God has given to us. They are a blessing, but do not abuse them. All you need is a thin layer. Don't go crazy, or it might just make a big mess of things in your life. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Tune in Tuesdays through Fridays as a new podcast episode will be uploaded each day. Also, be sure to follow the Facebook page for the Set Your Mind Above podcast for future announcements and video sessions. As you have the opportunity, share these thoughts with your friends and with your family, and share with me what important lessons you are learning from everyday, ordinary events. Until next time, know that I love you, that God loves you, and may we all, each and every day, set our minds above.